0: How much driving do your customers do off-road and in town and that sort of thing? And potholes don't count as off-road, eh? Well, I think they should because <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can guarantee you that the <clears throat> Mazda engineers haven't developed a, a car line specific to South African road conditions. Yeah. But hopefully those are going to improve in the, in the short to, to near term.
0: Hello, it's Aki Anastasi here, and it's a great pleasure to welcome you. And it's also wonderful to welcome our first guest in, uh, in the motoring section, What's Next in Motoring? And it's Craig Roberts. You may remember we spoke to him just a few days ago about the brand new CX-60. Craig, of course, is the managing director for Mazda South Africa. Craig, great to see you in person. And uh, I guess this is nicer than doing it, you know, virtually and not being able to be in such close proximity. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks, Aki, and it's great
1: to to be with you, and 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 specifically in studio um, to get away from, I suppose that that online environment where where things are not that perfect as they are in studio. So well, really listen, good to be
0: here. Great to be here, and uh, I see uh, outside there was the CX60 park, and I've been noticing them since our last conversation. It's a magnificent vehicle. I just love the styling of this new CX60, which we're going to unpack today. But you know, I was just thinking about it because. I'm a big fan of ergonomics and styling, and just getting that balance right between efficiency and performance. You know, you can see sometimes vehicle manufacturers get it completely wrong, and it's not, not not well balanced, right? But in this case, I think that Mazda with the CX-60, you guys have got that performance and efficiency perfectly balanced. How did you guys guys go about doing it? Okay, it's
1: it's, it's great that you've actually you know picked up on that because it is something that is intrinsic to you know, what Mazda have been trying to achieve mm-hmm. over a very long time. And that word balance, harmony, um, those are really, really important elements of the whole design and the whole process that a Mazda engineer, a Mazda R&D team, product team, et cetera, would actually look very carefully at. And it's that balance, and, and, and I suppose um, balance between performance, between ergonomics, between um, what we call HMI, human-machine interaction, which is absolutely critical we as Mazda believe to the overall product that we put out there in terms of the fact that every driver is going to actually um, be different um, mm. and and require certain differences from the vehicle that they eventually select. Um, and we spend a lot of time in our vehicles, so we have to get that balance right. No, we
0: do. And actually, um, you know, you've traveled extensively as I have, you know, and, and it's interesting when you look at the South African market, we're very much an off road kind of SUV market. I've never seen so many kind of SUVs in one country that I've seen, you know, anywhere else in the world. And I guess that that um, not it doesn't necessarily put you guys under pressure, but in terms of uh, talking about performance and that sort of thing um, and the general expectations that your customers will have from an SUV or the CX-60 in this case, how much driving do your customers do off-road and in town and that sort of thing? And potholes don't count as off-road, eh? Well, I think they should because… <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can guarantee you that the <clears throat> Mazda engineers haven't developed a, a, a car line specific to South African road conditions, yeah. but hopefully those are going to improve in the, in the short to, to near term. But in terms of off-road driving, I think what you're trying to get me into here is a bit of an argument which might um, blow up online in terms of how much driving people in South Africa actually do off-road. Um, and I suppose there's there's varying levels of, of off-road driving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it might be that is – you know, is climbing a pavement to to find a parking at a, at a shopping center off-road driving. But um, yeah, it's, it's not. it's debatable. But it's interesting, you know, we we, we collect lots of data. Um, there's a lot of data available these days, way more than there were even sort of, you know, in a short three-year period previously um, on driving behavior, where people actually drive. And some of that data is very interesting because it probably is a perceived idea that South Africans want their vehicles to have the capability to go off-road. But very few, in fact, actually do drive in off-road conditions of any varying sort of hmm. level. Um, I think the last stats and the last data we looked at was that that of all the SUVs that we have on the road of obviously varying off-road capacities and capabilities, yeah. only about three percent will ever ever end up on even a gravel road. So it's quite interesting. But I think you know the the whole trend towards SUV um, is 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 not necessarily. For off-road capability, but I think it's 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 more aligned at the size of the vehicle, um, the actual driving position, and comfort. For me, it's comfort. Absolutely, you know, space. The, you mentioned the ergonomics, um, those sorts of elements, and I think those are easy to accommodate or easier to accommodate mm. in an SUV type type vehicle. Yeah, um, you know, ride height is important. I mean, we mentioned our road conditions; we're not going to hop on that, but I think road height and actual driver seating position um, is, is 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 critical. Um, in 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 a driving environment such as South Africa and that's yeah. what that's that's what customers are looking for and hence i think one of the elements that is sort of created this move um you know to where SUVs um, dominate
0: it's fascinating yeah. it's absolutely fascinating and it's true hey i mean once you once you drive into a higher vehicle it's so difficult to go back to driving a, a regular 100%. sedan and, and I, I love sedans as well um but it it's difficult to adjust I, for me personally i'm you know and now talking about personally and personalization, one of the new features of the CX-60, yeah. and 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 I was trying to get my head around it <laughs> since we last spoke lo- last time, it's the driver personalization technology that you've got in. So explain to me how it works because I was reading a lot about it because now the vehicle that I'm aware of has got this technology. So it's basically looking at you and understanding who's the driver by looking at your eyes, and then you personalize the experience just based on – who the user is that the technology picks up. Is, is that? Do I understand it correctly? Yeah, absolutely. I think you, you've,
1: you've you've given it a good pricey or a good summary there. But I think, um, you know, in essence, the whole personalization thing talks to the fact that that every driver has or has a need for a different experience from their car. Mm. And, you know, this driver personalization system, which we believe is a first um, in, in specifically the South African market in a vehicle of this type, basically, as you mentioned, it, it it's a camera that, that, that will pick up Um, You know, from a facial recognition perspective, once you are in the car, so once you're seated in the driver's seat, um, and that uh, just to to explain a little bit further there, what the seat position will do is when the car is switched off, it will revert to a default position. In other words, the seat is not going to remain in the previous driver's position Ah. when the car is locked and you you, you vacate the vehicle. Um, In my instance, my wife is, and she'll kill me for this, is fairly short – so there's no ways I would even be able to get into the car okay. to have the facial recognition work. So it, it does go to a default position so but you if you drive to get in.
0: Sorry to interrupt you, but if yeah. you drive it every day, can you stop it from going to that default position? Is there a setting that you can say? There is, oh, there, okay. there, is
1: there is a setting okay. so you can deactivate. Oh, okay. So your default okay. position becomes driver one as an example. Right. Um, once you're in the, in the driver's seat, it picks up, the camera picks up, it does facial recognition and then reverts to the preset settings for that recognized person or face that it's picked up. Um, it can set. there are. I'm told that there are over 200 settings that that can actually be what? set just um, for the for, seat. For the seat, but not in the seat. The heads-up display, yes, okay. the steering wheel, your preference for entertainment, um, your preference for climate control. Um, I can't even recall all of them. So you know, it, it certainly is 200 uh, settings. 200 settings that That's can insane. actually be made. Um, or adjusted and, and personalized um, for up to six drivers. So um, it really is a—it's a fantastic feature, and I think it's a feature that that you will use in many instances. So many of the vehicles we have out there are loaded with tech. They're loaded with features. They're loaded with equipment, optional extras. But I think each driver and each owner will probably hone in on only a <laughs> few of those, and those will become you know the the the, the
0: favorites if that's the right word. Do you know why I'm laughing? I'm laughing because. Every time somebody else drives my car, I get so irritated when I get back in. <laughs> if you can, you can change the music, in. the aircon set differently. In this case, I get into my Mazda CX60. It sees that it's Aki, and then it just sets everything up. How long does it take? Just out of interest, to <coughs> to adjust the seat um, and all that it would sort It could depend of thing. on how many settings you loaded
1: into, oh, okay. and you know. But but really, it's not it's not going to make you late for work. Okay, um, it really is literally, you know in in the region of a couple of seconds that, that is brilliant because it works
0: everything goes simultaneously yeah. gee that is that is absolutely fantastic now this this vehicle is actually packed with features i mean even the outside camera system um i was i was watching some videos online and it's almost like it almost makes the car invisible i don't know how you yeah. guys do that with that uh, with that camera system that's around the vehicle yeah. Talk to us about some of the other features yeah, on the cx I mean, that is also a great feature and a feature that that I think
1: will be used. You know, it, it will be something that, that you as a driver will become familiar with and, and you'll actually get value out of it. Mm. Um, the 360 view monitor basically involves cameras all around the vehicle. Right. And we call it a see-through view. So it basically looks as if you can see through um, the front end of the car, the rear end of the car, the side end of the car, and to what obstacles, et cetera, might be in the way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the likelihood of you actually going into a curb or, um, you know, something on the side, swinging the car too hard when you might be reverse parking, et cetera, um, should be taken out of the equation. Mm. Uh, and it's a fantastic feature. It's it's almost it's almost like science fiction. Um, yes. You, know, you can see through the car. It's almost as if you can actually see it's through actually the front you. It's actually a but it's very what's cool. What's in front of you. But it's, yeah. all, it, it's all handled via a number of cameras positioned. Yeah. strategically around the vehicle, obviously, then to the, the, the monitor in the car.
0: Is that your favourite feature? Do you have other favourite features of the vehicle? I think
1: the the two that we've spoken of are probably my, my favourite features. Um, but they are also standard features, which, you know, for me, are just a, 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 they have to be in a car. Um, and some of them are, are pretty staid. They're pretty standard across vehicles. But, you know, a proper you know proper heads-up display, I think, is fantastic from a driving safety perspective. Yes. Uh, you know, proper Cruise control, a really sort of decent cruise control, um, probably even radar cruise control, which we call MRCC, mm. is another favourite. The 360 monitor, uh, probably the list. The list is extensive. So, yeah. You know, but I think also for me, design. Um, you know, one thing that, that that really stands out for me from a Mazda perspective, and I know I'm biased. I have to be biased. Yeah. Um, is the fact that that you know the the Mazda these days has a distinctive design. It 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 can be seen. You won't not recognize a Mazda on the road. Mm. But I think that SUV design has become a little bit bland, um, or, or maybe bland is not the right yeah. word. It's become a little bit uniform. Um, no, this this car's got
0: character. Yes. I yeah. mean, I was looking at even the front grille. That front grille's been completely yeah. redesigned. When you look at the front headlamps, for no, example. Absolutely. I mean that that for me uh, that for me is I don't know. Maybe it sounds a bit weird to say this, but that's the face of the car for me. I always have a conversation, no. and I pretend that it's a car face, and I go. No. Ah, ah, ah. And 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 the, and the Mazda one's got a really rugged face, and yeah. I, I I can't describe it, but that front grille has been completely it's, redesigned. It, it's distinctive, and I think it's a balance as well.
1: You mentioned the word rugged, tough. Yeah, it gives that impression, but then it also can you know give off the yeah.
0: impression that it's 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 refined. You know, yes, it, it can also be viewed as elegant. Um, and Craig, the other important. thing I've been reading a lot about is, and you and I are fairly tall guys, right? Is the cabin space inside? It's very, very spacious. How on earth did they get that feeling of giving you an ample room? You know, because I hate being in a car where I feel yeah. claustrophobic. The CX-60's cabin space has been designed to make me feel yeah. very, very comfortable. It, it's part structural design. So it is slightly
1: higher, it is slightly broader, et cetera, than, than, than a number of SUVs that you would put into the same category, um, or segments as we call it in the industry. But I think it's also a lot of perception. Um, I think... The whole less is more uh, minimalistic. The cabin is less cluttered, yeah, um, and that gives you the impression and the feeling that it is more spacious. Um, I think um, you know the fact that for me, and we don't often sit in the rear of our vehicles, but we do have people that do. You know, when we take people anywhere, and the rear sort of space from that perspective, headroom as I call it, yeah, is, is even more remarkable. But it's part design, part engineering, and then also part. Um, I suppose perception, or mm-hmm. the created perception, of of
0: this uncluttered, harmonious space. Yeah. Listen, you guys are onto a winner here. Um, I I can just feel it, and I'm not biased. Sitting here talking to you, but the car is really a magnificent vehicle, and I've been reading a lot of the reviews, yeah. you know, internationally about it. But you know, any vehicle you can as a, a vehicle can be as brilliant as it is. If you don't offer the right backup in the country, um, then there are shortfalls. Now, talk to us about. The warranties of the new CX60 and the services, and that. of course, you know, Mazda has been here for many years. I don't, how many years has Mazda been in the country for?
1: Um, Mazda's been in South Africa <clears throat> in a number of different guises. Yes, um, but in total, we're heading towards sixty years. Okay, so there um, you go. That answers the question and, and of, you know,
0: yeah. the commitment to to being here. The
1: the the, the, the year I, the the reason I can equate and and give you an accurate answer in the sixty is because it they, they arrived in my year of birth. Yeah. So. Um, I've established that. So. Okay, all right. So you'll never forget <laughs> but, um, that. Eh? No, no, definitely not. But, you know, from from a backup perspective, you mentioned, for example, so it's the, the warranty and service plan that we have on the vehicle. We've gone to market with again a first. Um, we've increased our three-year unlimited service plan and mileage warranty to five years with CX-60's introduction. Is that, that is that services as well? That's services as well as warranty, and it's an unlimited mileage. Most warranties and service plans will have a mileage limitation. Wow! So that caters to the driver who does low mileage, but also the driver who does extensive mileage and spends a lot of time
0: in their vehicle, so business tool, if, if I do two hundred thousand kilometres in a five-year thing, my, my services are services are covered. That is yeah. brilliant. Yeah.
1: So um,
0: we we believe that that you know talks to the, the the
1: whole value proposition that the car does bring to market. And um, it's, it's as I say, it's a first for us, and it's also a first in the Mazda world. We've got markets that have got five-year unlimited warranty, but we've got um, a first in terms of having a five-year unlimited mileage service plan on on this vehicle. So service is covered for an yep. unlimited amount of mileage for five years. And that can also be extended um, to seven and even eight years um, beyond the five years. So.
0: We, were, we were talking last time, I think you told me there was a guy who – a customers at a million kilometres. We've got close guys, to that. Yes, hey? yeah,
1: and we're quite proud of that. Um, yeah,
0: you know, we love our customers to share those
1: those stories with us. Um, yeah, we've got we've got customers who who will do 400 k's in a day. Um, you know, with with on these plans, etc. I mean, we see them we see them for service events. You know, sometimes yeah. three, three times, four times a year, which is completely Brilliant. out of the norm.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, Craig, congratulations. Before I let you go, I, I can't de- not avoid asking you the question about hybrid and electric because everyone's talking about those vehicles yeah. as well is there a hybrid and is there an electric CX60 coming it's, eventually yeah. what's the is it in the pipeline no definitely in the plans
1: um i can give you some some pretty concrete answers on that the 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 CX80 which is the seven seater version of the CX60 right will be launched with a plug-in hybrid electric 2.5 in, in in around about the second quarter of 2024.
0: Put it in your diary because you're going to be here at Broad Absolutely. Studios telling us about that, yeah? And
1: then I can also share with you that from a battery electric vehicle perspective, um, Mazda already have an MX-30 in various markets, which is a full baby EV, as we call it, but we will launch an SUV in mid-2026
0: globally, which will be a full electric SUV, Fantastic. Uh, battery
1: electric vehicle SUV,
0: Craig Roberts, thank you for joining us here at Broad Studios and uh, talking to us about what's next in motoring and the CX-60. We do appreciate your time. And if that hasn't wet your appetite to get behind the wheel and test drive that Mazda CX-60, I don't know what will. It's it's a magnificent looking vehicle. It drives like a dream. And if you look at that warranty, unlimited mileage, five years, services included, it's a it's a good deal. But don't listen to me. Drive it yourself and then decide. Thank you for joining us on What's Next in Motoring. Goodbye from Aki Anastasio.